Welcome to the Process Breakdown Podcast, where we talk about streamlining and scaling operations of your company, getting rid of bottlenecks, and giving your employees all the information they need to be successful at their jobs. Now, let's get started with the show. Chad Franzen here, co-host of the Process Breakdown Podcast, where we talk about streamlining and scaling operations of your company, getting rid of bottlenecks, and giving your staff everything they need to be successful at their jobs. Past guests include David Allen of Getting Things Done and Michael Gerber of The E-Myth and many more. This episode is brought to you by Sweet Process. Have you had team members ask you the same questions over and over again, and this is the 10th time you spent explaining it? There's a better way and a solution. Sweet Process is a software that makes it drop-dead easy to train and onboard new staff and save time with existing staff. Not only do universities, banks, hospitals, and software companies use them, but first responder government agencies use them in life or death situations to run their operations. Use Sweet Process to document all the repetitive tasks that eat up your precious time so you can focus on growing your team and empowering them to do their best work. Sign up for a free 14-day trial. No credit card required. Go to sweetprocess.com. That's sweet like candy. S-W-E-E-T process.com. Isaac Vaughn is a seasoned operator and proven leader with more than 20 years of experience working for, advising, and investing in high-growth technology companies. He serves on several nonprofit and for-profit boards, including Silicon Valley Community Foundation, All-Stars Helping Kids, and Rocket Lawyer. Most recently, he was COO at Zenefits. Isaac, thanks so much for joining me today. How are you? I'm good, Chad. Thanks for having me here today. Hey, so tell me a little bit more about your role as COO at Zenefits. Yeah, so at Zenefits, I um, was basically responsible for about 60% of the company by headcount that rolled up to me. So that was about 300 people, give or take, um, during the relevant period of time. And then I had direct reports across customer experience, um, go to market in terms of our uh, benefit solutions group. Uh, and then also owing to my previous background as a partner in a law firm, I had all of the legal function uh, report directly to me. And then I led our corporate and business development uh, efforts. Okay. So, uh, you know, just for context, can you tell me what kind of a, or give me a little bit more information about Zenefits, kind of what it's, yeah. uh, who it serves and uh, its primary purpose? Yeah. So Zenefits uh, provides human capital management, payroll, and benefit administration software, all on uh, a single code base, cloud-based platform, serving small and medium-sized businesses, principally uh, in the U.S. And so our customers had anywhere from a handful of employees, five to 10, all the way up to 500 and beyond. But our real focus was um, the segments that had, you know, 25 to 250 plus employees. One of the larger segments in an already very large addressable market uh, in the uh, the United States alone, and then providing at least similar onboarding experiences for U.S.-based companies with employees located ex-U.S principally Europe um, for us uh, as it relates to, uh, to Zenefits. 
What, uh, what was kind of involved in your, you told me some of your uh, responsibilities, what was kind of like involved in your day-to-day role? Yeah. So good question for, um, starters, just given the breadth and depth of my responsibilities, it was a lot of context shifting. So I could go from, you know, a very detailed discussion about how we were going to route inbound, you know, service requests to how are we going to, you know, right size a relationship with a portfolio of partners, uh, be it on the benefit side or whether it was complementary to our platform to thorny at times um, issues that may have legal connotations. Um, And then just all the other things that as the CEO I was involved with. So even though I didn't have direct responsibility for sales and marketing, I was every bit, you know, um, a co-owner, if you will, of how we were doing in that area as I was uh, in the areas that directly reported up to me. So at the end of the day, it was varied, uh, which honestly, at times I would admit could be challenging to go deep in any one of the, you know, sort of verticals, but it's also what I enjoyed doing, which is, uh, you know, rolling the sleeves up and plowing through and working through some days longer than, than others, but in the end, all very, very rewarding work. I'm guessing for a, for a company like benefit or Zenefits, um, a primary objective is a, uh, enjoyable or quality customer experience. Um, what would you say? W- would you agree with that? I, I, I would. In fact, I would violently agree with you because the reality is in our market, no single company, this even included ADP and paychecks that have been around a long time, commands greater than a single digit market share. Yet the total addressable market in the US alone is well north of uh, of 50 billion. And each year, you know, companies would churn out significant numbers of customers, particularly the legacy providers like ADP. So we would say pretty regularly at Zenefits, the only way you can differentiate is in around the customer experience. There are different versions of how you onboard someone, how you pay someone, how you administer benefits. And yes, our code is pretty special, I will admit, um, but that's not enough. So in the end, if you can't create the kind of customer experience that breeds loyalty, that drives you know, long-term relationships so that you can get to a great place from an LTV to CAC perspective, um, all bets are off. So we spend a lot of time, and I'm not saying we had it all nailed, but we were confused about our continued success being highly correlated to how well we served and supported the customer. So tell me if you could, or describe for me if you could, what you know the ideal customer experience looks like from, from your standpoint when, when dealing with Zetafits. Yeah, great question. So one of the advantages I felt we had was whether you were a small customer or a large customer, you all sat on the same platform. And our objective was to make it easy for customers of any size to get up and going on our software. Because time to value, we realized, 
was a key metric to um, downstream economics that correlated very positively to you know, the right kind of churn that you want low and increased long-term value. So not only are you keeping your customers, they're buying more, but it all starts with how quickly we can get you up and going. So we measured our implementation, implementation timelines. And of course, the goal was to get it down to days. And for the smallest customers, we could get you up and going literally in minutes. Um, and so the interrelationship, as we talked about, between people, the product, and the processes, optimizing across all those things. So the ideal experience is where we can lean heavily on the product to do lots of things to make it easy and almost seamless, and then freeing our people up to step in and help customers in an anticipatory way as opposed to a reactionary. Great vision. Sounds good. The devil, as you know, is in the details. Mm -hmm. And so we spent a lot of time looking at that. And I think the other layer that I would add on to that, Chad, is that um, we also uh, really emphasize the importance of data. So when, when I had my CX hat on, whether it was support or implementation uh, or success, I would tell the team all the time, we should never be surprised by what a customer is asking us for. And I said, the reason why is we have all the data. The data tells us what works, what doesn't, and what to do about it. So part of my challenge was to instill in the organization a sense of urgency around getting to the customer and getting smarter. It was like, it's almost like, I was say, you know, it's like having answers to the, 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 the quiz. Shame on you if you don't spend enough time studying <clears throat> the historical tests to get a sense of what's coming your way. And if we got better and better about knowing what was coming, then in the customer's eyes, we seemingly show up when they least expect us or they go, God, it's amazing how you guys always seem to know what I want. Again, I'm, I'm making it sound easy. It's not, but, but that was the vision. And that was the guiding strategy. And I get the last thing I'd say is that, you know, we finally got to a place where I said, if we can make the hard easy, I mean, the hard workflows, if we can get to a place where we're really proficient, we're going to have a decided advantage because the hard stuff is hard. I mean, when you provide payroll, payroll's hard. When you provide payroll related services and tax filings, that stuff is hard. So you got to be bolted down in terms of your process. You got to have the right people. You got to know what your product can do and what it can't. And then you've got to create the right level of expectation on the front end all the way through to the back end. That only comes about with a lot of rigor and a lot of focus and a lot of self-awareness about what we do well, where we struggle. But again, if we could nail that, man, then we're setting ourselves up to, to, to really win. What kind of, when, when you talk about the, this data that you found so valuable, can you give me some examples or an example of like the kind of data you would refer to, you know, like, yeah. is it, was it statistical or was it feedback or both? Both. So, you know, we'd look at the volume of calls that we would get. We would look at the volume of calls during a certain time of the year. For example, in payroll, tax, Q4 is a heavy period. You knew you were going to get a surge. Then we would unpack further 
and we would look at the nature of the calls that were coming in and were there common themes? And was it product related? Was it service related? And then, you know, we put a lot of energy and effort in our MPS program. And we used to say the MPS, the score is a moment in time. The most valuable part of running an MPS program, in my humble opinion, is the feedback and the data that you get from the customers. You know, our CEO used to always say, you know, internally, you know, at the executive level, you know, we don't have to sit around and speculate. If we ask our people what to do, they will tell us they know. Similarly, if you ask your customers, they will tell you what works, what doesn't. But the one thing I will say about that is that data and the feedback is only as good as your commitment as an organization to act upon it. Because as you know, the worst thing you can do is ask a customer to give you a lot of feedback and then you don't do anything with it. Because then they go, you just are basically going through the motions. So it was combination of quantity, how much, and then we would start to see, you know, a reduction in a certain number of cases and why that was happening. And then could we repeat that in other areas? Um, and we also, you know, found it hugely valuable to uh, to get that uh, get that feedback. And we we graded ourselves tough from an MPS standpoint. Some companies set it up so that, you know, they're manufacturing the score. So there's so many ways, you know, to do it and measure it. We, we literally did it the hard way. You know, we didn't survey customers until well after they'd been on the platform. So they had enough time, not right when they bought, when they're still in the honeymoon phase. And, um, you know, we asked for, you know, the straight talk. And, and then we, we came back and said, we heard you. And here's what we're doing about it, you know. And I did a lot of um, customer calls. You know, I would tell my people by the time they get to me, they're pretty pissed. Mm -hmm. And I go, I take those calls because I want to hear where the pain is, and I want to assure them that we're listening, and then we're going to do something about it. And that's how we're going to become a, a better company. That we we don't have all the answers, but if we don't ask even the tough questions, and if we can't take the tough feedback. Then we don't deserve your business. So you've got you've got all this data. You've got uh, you know you know tough feedback. Uh, you've got all this information. Well, take me through kind of your process of then ensuring a customer quality customer experience. You know, moving forward, given that information. Yeah. So we would you know regularly um, convene the team. Um, well, a couple of things. One, we did regular uh, ops review across the enterprise at the C-suite level to look deep into each of the functions and to assess what's working, what's not. And it was a great way to see parts of the business that were humming and weren't. And then at the IC level and the mid-management level, we would then look at this data, the results, and then take it back to the team and talk about what's working, where we need to be better. You know, the other thing, and it's it's never easy, but you also got to be you got to be really rigorous in your assessment, you know, of your people. I go back to the three P's, the people, the product and the processes. And on the people piece, you got to have the right people in the right jobs and you got to make sure that people are set up for success. So sometimes that may mean changing the profile of what you're hiring for. Um, 
or it also may mean, you know, we've got the right profile, but we got to make sure that people are developing in a way that, you know, is going to set them up to be more successful in the position. And then we also have to accept that in certain roles, it's an entry level role. They're looking to get to another part of the business, but create a path that's positive, which is to point to, you know, I say this all the time, you know, a, a customer support rep can do more harm or add more value to a customer relationship than a CSM. Yet they sit at two different price points in terms of what you're paying those folks, right? Mm-hmm. But if you get that customer support rep to understand, yeah, this may be an entry-level position, but you're at the tip of the spear. You impact this business in ways that a lot of roles don't. So mastery of this sets you up to move into other parts of the business. Because if you give that customer a good experience, and that relates to a positive CSAT score, which then relates to a referral, which relates to a customer genuinely saying, even when things break, they help me, that's going to keep us in the boat more than a bad experience that my CSM then has to swim upstream to try to calm the nerves as a result of something going bad. And so it's just that people part, I I don't think we always spend as much time, you know, as I think is required increasingly um, in, you know, today's, you know, world and, and what customers expect. And, and in our particular case, too, in the in the S&P space, you know, customers always expect more than what they actually pay. You know, they think they pay you a lot and relatively they are, but what they want relative to what they actually. And so helping them understand that in a way that is not off-putting is also part of the uh, the challenge. But but I loved it. I mean, it was kind of like, you know problem solving. It's like you're solving for all these things, you have these different variables. But you know, the old saying where there's a will, there's a way. And, um, you know, let's see if we're good enough to meet the challenge. I have one final question for you. But first, um, I mentioned you were you were previously with Zenefits. Is there a way that people can connect with you or find out what you're up to? Uh, moving yeah, forward? So I'm, um, um, people feel free to reach out to me on on LinkedIn. Um, I'm, uh, um, visible there. I, um, I'm only about a month removed from mm-hmm. being an ex Zenefits, uh, employee. We were acquired by Trinet and I, along with the CEO were, uh, the only two, um, not continuing on, not atypical for certain, um, senior leaders to, uh, say goodbye at the closing. So right now I'm, um, I'm on the board, as you mentioned, of, um, a couple of nonprofits, um, a for-profit company, Rocket Lawyer, and I recently joined uh, the board of a publicly traded consumer finance company, Curo, C-U-R-O. I'm really excited uh, about that. And I've, uh, I've promised my wife and myself that I wouldn't jump right back into something. Um, we'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> I, I'm finding that there is a fair bit of interest, which is flattering, um, in my possible um, services um, as a CEO. Um, so to the extent that I jump back in uh, next time around, it will be, you know, as a CEO and um, 
you know, but time will tell if and when that, you know, comes about in the meantime, I'm going to, you know, enjoy doing things like this. Um, I'm going to play, uh, play a lot more golf than I have been playing in the past, um, uh, travel, um, and just, you know, enjoy life. I feel very fortunate and, and blessed to be in the position that, uh, that I'm in, you know, having now, uh, basically a career in law and, uh, and then a career in, in, in business and two companies and two exits. I don't take that for granted or lightly. That's not how it often works. So just, uh, just taking it all in. Sure. Yeah. Wow. Very nice. Yeah. Enjoy your transition while you can. Um, so you, you've given us some great insights and in ensuring customer, ex- uh, good customer experience. Um, what would you say are some action steps that people should start doing right now based on that advice? I think that um, it's always good to re-examine, you know, what you do and how you do it, right? When, when I think about process, um, process is the what, and the procedures are the how, right? So really um, looking at, even when you're doing things really well, uh, this notion of good to great, I think it's all about, you know, looking closely at how we do things and where can we improve. And sometimes it's it's only at the margin. So don't take for granted that all is well. That's not to say to create problems where they don't exist. But I think the confidence comes in knowing that what you're doing works. I used to say all the time, and we used to say, you know, as a leadership team, you know, at Zenefits, you know, we never struggled to, you know, figure out what we need to do. We always knew what we needed to do. The hard part, which is no surprise, is the execution. It's like, okay, we know what to do. Then the question becomes, and I used to say this all the time to my team, are we good enough? We, we don't suffer from not knowing. Some companies don't know. I mean, it's like the blind leading the blind. They can't get out of their own way, whatever you want to say, however you want to describe it. But when you know what to do, then it comes down to how well are you doing it? And, you know, you got to got to be willing to have that proctoral exam. It might, might, might be painful, but it's worthwhile on the other side because then you're not, you know, fooling yourself. You're not kidding yourself. Your eyes are wide open. This is what we do well. This is what we can do better. And then aligning around that and, 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 and going and getting it done. Hey, Isaac, it's been great talking to you today. I really appreciate you sharing all your time and your thoughts. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Have a great day. You too. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Process Breakdown Podcast. Before you go, quick question. Do you want a tool that makes it easy to document processes, procedures, and or policies for your company so that your employees have all the information they need to be successful at their job? If yes, sign up for a free 14-day trial of Sweet Process. No credit card is required to sign up. Go to sweetprocess.com, sweet like candy, and process like process.com. Go now to sweetprocess.com and sign up for your risk-free 14-day trial. Hi, this is Owen, the CEO and co-founder here at Sweet Process. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast interview, uh, actually, you know what I want you to do? Go ahead and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. That way we get more people aware of the good stuff that you get here on this podcast. Again, go on to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. 
Looking forward to reading your review. Have a good day. That's